Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. All right, welcome back to The Handmade Podcast, episode 21. Here with Derek from Alden, Paul Pinto from Fairfield Steelworks, and my name is Chris Zepp from Make Everything, and we're back. What do we got going on this week, gentlemen? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of cooking. I don't know. A lot of cooking oh, going on. Uh, yeah. Thank you, by the way. I'm I very, I'm, I actually feel yeah, bad. Yeah. I, I thought we were friends. I actually feel bad that I sent you that and I forgot that you were coming. What Where'd the hell? Oh, Where'd shit. you go? We I just turned them. off my camera. Because, oh, no, I'm here. Oh, here. Don't worry, God. guys. Don't worry. Yeah, we are wondering where you went. So, oh. so cooking with Pinto. Let's hear about it. Yeah. What's, what's going oh. on? So I've been doing a lot of cooking. I'm actually like, I got to stop. Like this is going to be bad all week, Thanksgiving, all the food. But I made a pot of gumbo and I got a nice new cast iron enamel oven. You like that? Yeah. That was an early birthday present. I didn't even know that was coming through the door. Yeah. I planned to make gumbo and then my dad came through the door. He got me a freaking uh, Dutch oven. Yeah. But um, I made gumbo from the recipe that it was, this was like months ago that Jeff Fader posted of that guy. Um, what's that guy's name? Chef Isaac Toops. Yeah, yeah, that's how you pronounce his name. And yeah. it's so good. And I always tell Derek about it. And I sent yeah. him a picture. And yeah. he's like, you couldn't have waited one more weekend because we're <laughs> supposed to see each other in a, in a week. Yeah. He's like, you really yeah. couldn't have waited one more weekend? And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. I yep. actually don't know what gumbo is, to be completely oh, honest. Are you God. crazy? This freaking I, uh, I swear to God, I don't know what gumbo is. We need uh, a replacement. This, this I know Starbucks and slice of pizza over I here. I had Starbucks for lunch. Yeah. Seven <laughs> Eleven Starbucks for lunch? 7-Eleven, Starbucks, and pizza. I got Starbucks food. I just like was like, eh, I don't really feel like eating pizza today. So What is Starbucks food? Is it some like kind shit. of I got like granola a shitty shit. thing? Yeah, Pastry. shitty food. I got a croissant Overpriced and uh, – and uh, some bagel bites. 
You know, like what? with cream cheese in them. You know, I went to Starbucks the other day, and I never go to Starbucks. And I was driving, so I'm like, you know what? I want something like chocolatey. And yeah, hot chocolate. I, no, I well sometimes I do that. Like once in a while I do, but then I I was like, you know, I always remember those. They have those little cake bite things. Yeah, little cake balls or whatever. I they're like cake they're like balls. They're tiny little like lollipops almost that are like cake with chocolate frosting. Cake pop. Like cake pop, cake pop. So I'm like, let me get three of those. So I pulled into the drive-through, and I'm like, Can I three have- of those, dude. They're small. <laughs> oh. They're like little. Yeah. They're like a uh, size of a golf ball. And so I'm like, because I was hungry. I'm like, you know, I kind of want these. So I went and Don't got shame them. And they were like, okay, your total is like eleven ninety-five. I'm like, what? <laughs> For these three <laughs> little things? They're like three munchkins on a stick, basically. Yeah. It's yeah, like, like four dollars each. They're, they're, sh- they're shitty too. They weren't even that good. So I'm never getting those again. That that happened one time. Me and Christina, there's a drive-through place that has good seafood by us, and you can go in and have dinner, or they, you can get it through the drive-through. And it's weird how they do it, but they cook everything so fast. But um, we got like this was a couple of years ago. We got two lobster rolls and two cups of chowder, and we get there, and the guy's like something. I forget what it was, but he's like. Yeah, $48. I'm like, so it's got like two lines. I says, oh, no, you must have the wrong order. I'm just like the two lobster rolls or whatever. I think it was like 68 bucks. He's like, yeah, $68. I was like, you got to be shitting me, dude. I was like, it was like $22 for a lobster roll. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> when we and Angela were in Sedona, uh, there was this like juice place that popped up. So we're like, ah, you know, I don't remember what it was called. So we go, we go there and. I'm like, oh, this like juice looks good. Oh, I'll get an avocado toast. I'm thinking like we're getting like kind of a this is like a like a snack, like between lunch and then we're gonna go out to dinner like later that day. So I get we each get a juice, I get like an avocado toast, and she gets like something else. It's like forty six bucks. I'm like, forty six bucks. I'm like, how and I'm looking back at the thing and I'm like, wow, that was like a lot of money. So the next day. We're in the same area, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let's just get juices again. I'm like, but I'm just going to get a juice this time. So she gets something else, and neither of us are really looking at the price. And it was $54 or something like that. So I, over the course of two days, I spent over $100 on juice. And I was like, (laughs) we could have gone to a real dinner, like a real lunch or a real dinner at a real restaurant and spent $55. You know, we don't drink alcohol. I was showing you, there's a place near us. It's like a little, um, like a, a little diner it's like a little box car whatever you call it like a lunch you know, I've oh, yeah oh yeah like a little like a little diner thing but it's wait called, i think like, i went there what's it called it's called something crazy something kitchen now it used to be a different name they just opened it up under a different name it's been there forever but it um they have a shake like a vanilla shake or a frap or whatever it's like 18 dollars <laughs> And I thought Max oh was God. wrong, my son, when he told me that. But you look at it, and it is crazy. It's like it's almost like a dessert for like three people. It's got like uh, food stuck in it and everything. And the cups like all chocolate mm-hmm. with like chocolate on the outside. But I was like, "Are you shitting me?" $18? I went to a place wow. like that, some tourist trap place in Manhattan. Yeah, on my yeah. class trip, our senior trip in high school. Yeah. We, went, we got to go to the city for a day and just do whatever we wanted to. And my friends wanted to go there. I'm like, okay. And they do the thing where they stick the brownies in the milkshake. I'm yeah, like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like a big a... bomb of all different desserts yeah, stuck in a yeah. glass. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, this is. But back to my gumbo. Chris doesn't know what gumbo is. Yeah. I was, hoping I, we trying, would I was trying to look it up. I was hoping we'd forget that by now. It's like a big 
like almost like a stew with chicken and vegetables and sausage. You make a roux with oil and, and flour, and then you add in, it's called like the Trinity. It's, it's celery, um, onions, and uh, green Carrots. bell peppers. Oh, green bell peppers. Yeah, and then a little jalapeno. Then you throw in the garlic a little afterwards, and then you put all the other different spices in, chicken stock. You have to take chicken thighs, and you cook them first. Like I put, on, yeah. put them under the broiler and cooked them in a cast iron pan and then put the sausage in and cooked it all down. It's so good. And then you make rice and have it with rice. Yeah. See, it's the problem so is good. I have a hard time. I mean, I like all those rice. things. So that Derek, you have to get just the white rice and do, like I, I said, the, 18 minutes. You you put it, yeah. one cup of rice, two cups of water, put it in the pot till it starts to like simmer slash boil kind of. Not like aggressively boiling, but yeah. then as soon as it starts that, put it on really low, put the top on and leave it in for 18 minutes and it comes yeah. out good. But my shit always is all sticky, you know. You gotta wash what, it like crazy. What, what kind of Dutch oven did you get? What brand? Uh, the lake. Like, like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever the hell that is. Dude, yeah. that's what I got. Dude, that's, that's what I nice... got. What color? What color are you? I got blue. Me too. Oh, really? Chris? Are you very well, I gotta get a lake I know, I know the I know the I know the lake. lake Crusade, Crusade, uh... Yeah. Hold on. Is it light blue or dark blue? It's right? dark blue. <gasps> that's what mine is. Love it. I got the How nice is it too. I oh, do you really? Thing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, this is nice because it was like so nice and smooth and nothing stuck to it, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. recently I, I got a carbon st- – finally my mother has accepted cast iron, you know, pan. Oh, yeah, yeah, Cleaning yeah. them because, you know, that's a big Oh, problem. God. She must that's die. a big issue for years. She used to just buy them and then she'd, <laughs> she'd throw like, them away. Screw it she up. Used to and want to throw and it they'd get dirty and she'd just throw it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, mom, you gotta just, you gotta just hear me out here. And then, so we got, now she likes them cause she knows how good they cook. And yeah, I recently yeah. got just a plain carbon steel pan yeah, and season that. And I'm trying yeah. to figure that whole thing out. Yeah. Um, but I, I do, I, I, I like cookware. I like, I don't know why I'm like an old, yeah. I'm a weird 20 yeah. year old. Yeah. Yeah. It's it very bizarre, but I like high quality cookware. Yeah. I yeah, like it's cooking. nice. It's expensive. I know the Lake Cassette. I know. I know that. Yeah, dude. And then we got a I got a copper pot, right? Oh, nice. It refuses to use the freaking copper. It was a, the same one the Pasta Queen has. So I yeah. found out which brand she uses. We got the thing. Yeah. And every time, because I come home late from work and she'll be making pasta, I'm like, why didn't yeah. you use the copper pot? We, she still hasn't used it. <laughs> She's like, I don't yeah. know. I'm afraid. She's like, I'm afraid. I don't want to ruin it. I'm like, just use it. Like just, yeah. I don't know, but nice. and the next thing we made, cause I just, it's out of control. I made my favorite, one of my favorite things of all time. Well, my sister made the cupcakes and I made the frosting. It's a chocolate chip banana cupcake with a vanilla buttercream frosting. And it's just like, nice. Unreal. I, nice. I, I eat the whole tray and like, a day. <laughs> it's just bad. It's bad. I- I want to before the end before it gets too cold up here. I want to make um, pizza on my green egg. Oh yeah, that's what I want to do. Pizza is so freaking hard. It's so hard, dude. My tenant, he's he was he was an architect and he hated it. And he went to school to become a chef, and he ended up becoming a pe- pastry chef. Mm-hmm. And he worked for like these real high end restaurants. He had a great job, but um, he came up one time and we made pizzas. Oh my god, he made the sauce. I forget how he made it. He just like ground tomatoes and threw some salt, some sugar, some yeah. um, real oregano in there and 
I tell you, it was so good. It was like the best pizza ever. But um, you know, I made pizza. How did he cook it on? How did what did he cook it in? We cooked it in my oven, but we turned it up to like five hundred. Yeah, and um, I think we had a stone. I can't remember, but uh, it came out good. He made the dough and everything. You know, it was it was delicious. You got to make a dough that you can cook in an oven at like a lower temperature. Like we made one like a thicker um pizza like in a cast iron pan and that worked but every time you try to make like neapolitan pizza in the oven it just doesn't work it's not hot enough yeah to me the dough like there's a pizza place by us a famous italian place called pizzeria regina uh-huh. and like they're like in the north end they've been around for like 80 years but they have like their dough is like you could make it as like a loaf of bread and it'd be delicious bread. oh yeah yeah i don't know what they put in it i don't know if it's the type of yeast they use or what they do but um it's so good, but whenever I have pizza dough, it just tastes like shitty Wonder Bread. You know, it doesn't taste. Do you make the dough, or do you? No, come on, dude. I don't have time for that shit. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're lucky I'm making the fucking pizza. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, uh, I made a, I made a uh, frozen Amy's burrito uh, yesterday. Oh, for God. That was what I had. You're it was have delicious. Stomach problems. That's good you just, for you. Though, you just eat. You just eat so weird. You're like a uh, like you just graze all day too. Like you're whenever you're up at Jimmy's, every ten minutes, let's go to the milk run. Yeah, I gotta um, eat all that. Co- coffee, coffee, and like some like coffee and snacks, baby. Um, that's dra- it. Steak. See, I'm not a snacker. Like I, I don't just, I don't sit and like eat a bag of potato chips like in bed. Yeah. Like I, I don't just snack. need fuel to get me through the day. Yeah, you like, don't if care. I could go, yeah. If I could go, if I could take a pill in the morning. And I would be not not need to eat again for the rest of the day. I, that would make me so Chris, happy. Chris eats to live. Yeah, yeah. Live yeah. To, I like I live to eat. Like yeah, it's I, so I inconvenient nice to me to have to <laughs> that stop. Was very poetic. I definitely yeah. heard that from somewhere. It's beautiful. I didn't come beautiful. up with that. Is that from like I, a movie or something? It's from something. Yeah. It's so inconvenient to me. Like when I get home from the shop at like ten o'clock. And then I'm like, I first walk in the door and then I'm like, oh shit, now I got to like heat up something. Eat, I got to eat something. So usually I'll eat like five spoonfuls of peanut butter and like oh, whatever Jesus I can find. Christ. And then Did I just go to bed. Did you say that? Oh, that was, that was disgusting. That's it. I mean, I, I mean, I've done At that. At least throw it on I would never miss slice that. of bread with a little jelly. Whatever gets me like, I cause I don't want to go strawberry to bed hungry. Dude, whatever gets me like through the day. Oh, of course, strawberry. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I get a nice strawberry <laughs> preserve from France. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. god! Of course you do, dude. Of course you do. It's important. You you're gonna be smuggling, smuggling in uh, imports from France. I tell ya. I was always a grape guy. And so I was, was I. Little kid. So was I. I. When I was growing up, it was great. I think I, we're like brothers dude. or something. <laughs> we we, we, we ran out. Matching, we got the matching yeah. oven. Yeah. The strawberry preserve. I remember we ran out of grape jelly, and my brother was like a strict strawberry guy, and he made me eat his strawberry and peanut butter sandwich, and oh, my God, I never went back. I never oh, went back. Yes. I never it went just, back either. I haven't had grape jelly. It's years. funny. I tried grape jelly like two years ago. It was so disgusting. I'm like, even just putting it yeah, on the like bread, fake. it looks gross. Yeah. It's like purple yeah. animal like fat. Purple, yeah. 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 I never, <laughs> like, I never, I never liked like, like jello type shit. Like I know even as yeah. a baby, my mother said spit it out. I, it just, that grosses me out. It looks like the fat on a canned ham. 
Isn't yeah right when you you know when you like you never had canned ham Paul I grew up no on no, that no no side no I city. don't know what the hell that yeah, is but yeah it's I, ham that comes in a fucking can yeah let's not just like the name implies that's no, what that's, poor people eat but you know when you like um Chris you ever have it I doubt you had it I don't think I ever had I, it. I bet your my father, mom your father definitely had it but my mom was like not she doesn't my mom is not like a meat eater. Like oh. she would like we if, if it was up to her I would have grown up like without any cold cuts in the house yeah like she'd really? only make like chicken like she yeah. wouldn't even my mom like cooks Italian she always makes like you know meat sauce and meatballs and stuff but when my dad was alive she wouldn't she doesn't like to touch ground beef she think, thinks it's disgusting yeah that's how Christina is like never eat a steak so my dad yeah. used to make the meatballs like all uh, the time yeah. but she would cook them. Because she yeah. like thought it was gross. I tell it. I tell my kids I like to make the meatballs because that way I can clean my hands, get all the dirt out of the <laughs> yeah. The you put the dirt into crevices. the meatballs. Yeah, that's it's kind of gross, but yeah. Hey, what are you gonna do? You gotta clean yeah, them somehow. Better than a restaurant because you know the guy who's cooking the meatballs at a restaurant's got dirty uh, hands. Oh, mm-hmm. nasty, nasty, nasty. That's what I tell my mother. <laughs> I gotta stop talking about my mother on here. But you know the little things in the eggs. You know when you crack an egg. You yeah. got the little, like, there's yolk. the yolk, there's the white, and then there's the little, like, white things on the side of the yolk. Really you know what I'm talking them, about? No. They're, like, the little, like, look next time. Those get removed in my house. What? <laughs> you have to look. Next time you crack an egg. Dude, did you see the egg I cracked yesterday? I put it on Instagram story. No, 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 no. They had a hole through the yolk. What? The- it was, like, a donut? Yeah, it was like a donut. Oh, is it still there? I need to see. Uh, yeah, it, uh, probably not. It was just same oh, one. I cooked breakfast. I'll, I'll show it. it. Yeah, missed it. Got to send you that. Out, that I would be. I would be, my highlight. I would be grossed out. Make it a highlight. <laughs> well, uh, somebody said something to me today, and I said, "You know what? I ate it, and it was probably bad." I didn't yeah, even right. Realize that. that was probably a the chicken that was going to come out with three arms, three wings. I know. I know. And you it's ate one that. Of Jimmy's thing. chickens. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's got like a poultry farm up there. What the hell is going on up there? I know. Christ. I know. What's this? It's like made a really nice latch for that coop, though. I know. I like that latch. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he's so dude. Oh, he's so smart, dude. That's what I said. That the technique he did when he like thinned out the metal. And then he bent it over on itself. Yeah, yeah. Like that was really cool. I don't know if that's like a blacksmithing thing, but like, well, like those. Kinda, I've just seen when he made out. the block and he thinned it out, not yeah. that way of doing it, but just so like he took like one inch bar, just say, and he made part of it half inch. Yeah. And then he bent it over on itself to make that little horseshoe pot. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was cool. That's like I think he even tagged him like the guy Fire Forge. Yeah. yeah. Brass That's kind of his, his like style, and Jimmy was like tagging him and stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy cool. I, I hate to bring Jimmy up in every story too, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like I'm, he just texted me right. Sometimes it's so hard to read his text. Like even spell check doesn't fix his text. He's so screwed up spelling. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta write back. Like, what does this mean? That that would be like what my text would look like if I didn't proofread them like four times. Oh the worst is when you like proofread it and you want the spell check to correct it and it can't find. Oh yeah, because I'm so because like you're off. not even close. Yeah, no, you're I'm, not even dude, I'm so far off. And then sometimes what I'll do is because I'm so unsure of the word, 
I'll highlight it and I'll click Google it. I'll click look up. You could highlight uh-huh. it and click look up and you can yeah. check to make sure the word you wrote is actually the word you're trying to say. <laughs> when I used to work in the city, the girl that uh the girl that worked with me she was like very into grammar and spelling. So I would write an email and I just like, when I was working in the city, I was running like five or six renovations at a time. Like if I had three seconds to write an email, it was like on my way from like the door of one to the door of another. So I would just rattle off emails. I wouldn't even proofread them. And she'd be like, Oh, I saw your email. You wrote to so-and-so seven spelling errors in that one, Chris. And I'd be like, you know, Vanessa, I don't have time for this. I'm like, do you want me to send you the emails and then you can proof them and send them back out? I was like, did my point make it across? Did the person read my email and go, oh, I don't understand what Chris means. I'm like, no, I spelt like everything wrong. You know, if I spelt the word, if I spelt a word wrong, they still got it. You know, they figured it out. I just, I don't know. It's just, it's overrated, I guess. Yeah. I I mean, listen, you ever seen that thing on Instagram where it's like a bunch of words where only the first letter and the last letter are correct? Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say that. We all figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way the mind works. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. So, what have you guys been working on this week aside from cooking projects? Uh, I, um, I, I'm, uh, I don't even want to talk about it, but. So I, some people had noticed I bought a bunch of sign paint to hand mm-hmm. letter signs, and man, I've been going crazy. Like that's like my new profession. I'm a sign painter. I I fell asleep. Like I woke up one thirty this morning. My phone's on my pillow, and I was watching this old lady hand paint signs. <laughs> Christina's <laughs> like, "Who the hell is that?" Oh my gosh! Yeah, there's another woman in our bed. But it's so crazy. I went by, um, you know, Chris, I had told you this. I went by the guy's shop um, just by luck. I was near the guy's shop, and it's like a guy in his 80s just retiring. He's an old sign painter. And I ended up buying a toolbox. I just liked the toolbox because it was old, and I thought it was kind of cool. It told a little bit of a story. Like, this guy's been using this thing for probably 60 years. And um, I was like, oh, it'd be cool to have. And it had all these old brushes in it. And I never thought in a million years I'd want to, you know, paint with them. But, um, you know, you could just see, like, I mean, they were good brushes and they were well cared for. And the next day I was working right around the corner. And uh, I went in there and he had all the cans of paint. And it was expensive paint, but he was basically giving it all away. So I took it all, typical Derek fashion. And um, it's just amazing. I've been watching these videos on sign painting and, like, pinstriping. And it's just unbelievable. And, it, and so many people reached out to me like, oh, my God, I'm into that. And, you know, they're sending me pictures of stuff they've done and stuff. And it's really cool because I always like I am i can't draw well at all. And um, it's one thing I always wish I could do is like draw or a paint. I'm horrible at both of those things. But as I watch these videos, like a lot of it's just technique, you know, like not that anybody could do it, but, you know, with some practice and some proper technique like you can do a pretty good job so i'm thinking more on the lines like when i do a sign you know that i spray i could like accentuate it maybe like outlines or something like that down the road yeah Yeah. something like that you know but um it's just really cool it's just a it's just like this whole world out there you know it's a lot of the people involved in like the tattoo scene and all that stuff so it's like a wild like group of people that are into that you know but um yeah, that's kind of what I've been um, just messing with. I, uh, you know, had a course go get like all the right stuff I need to 
take care of my brushes and all that shit now, you know, because I'm oh, yeah. passing on to my grandchildren one day. Uh, you know? If you look at my buddy uh, Paul's profile, I sent you on Instagram. Yeah. My friend Paul yeah. works for uh, uh, its company's called Colossal Media. It's one of the last hand paint sign companies in Manhattan. It's a huge yeah. company. Oh, wow. And uh, their studio is actually right by Andrew Schultz's place. And they're outside of their building is so wild looking it's all painted with like crazy kind of like cartoon graphics it's like yeah, such cool. a cool looking building yeah and he's got such an awesome job he started with them as like an apprentice and you have to apprentice with them for i think two years and you basically just like learn how to how to you know take they get a, a eight and a half by 11 piece of paper with a grid drawn on it they lay the grid out on the wall and then they just you know explode it up on the wall and they hand paint the whole thing, you know, no yeah. projection, nothing. They got to render yeah. this, you know, huge image on the wall. And it's like, yeah. it's such a cool job and they get to go all around the country and do all this, you know, amazing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. You ever watch that show that was on ink master, the tattoo competition I've seen clips from it, but I never, yeah, uh, I've like, seen that. that so that show, I loved that show. And the part of it I loved, they always did like, they called it like, uh, I forget what they called it actually. Oh, it was I like know a, exactly like what a, you're talking about. It was about. like a quick challenge or something or something where they made them create some kind of art out of like nothing. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to find a picture of this. They did this one where they did, like you said, it was like a like a like an eight by eight picture. And the only thing they could use was packing tape. That like tan. I knew you were gonna say that. Tape. That that girl, oh, we, the we girl with so the gray. What was tuned, me and you, dude? Right now. I know, like, I know the no exact girl it. you're talking about. I know the exact girl dude, you're talking about. I they, what's her freaking name? I don't remember. Shoot, something. I don't. I don't remember what I. She did that beautiful, um, that beautiful like art of like have, a woman. I'm gonna have to look it up. I'm gonna have to look it up. Shoot, I, she won that so girl. They shaded everything with like. So if you wanted a taco, you put on more layers of the packing tape, right? So you would think, like, what? How like good could they make these pitches? It was unbelievable the artwork these people came out with. This wasn't like little acrylic triangles on a wall stuck together. I don't want to get Jeff upset with the art stuff again. Yes, yeah, her, yeah, she's crazy. I can't think what's her name. Tape. Yeah. Shoot, what's her name? Um, um, what doesn't say here? She's really good looking. Good looking woman, even all tattooed up. What the but hell? My, but Christina and Olivia, they're really big into that show. It's got to have her name on there. I know it's oh Ryan the, Ashley. Yeah, the girl that was on her, the Kelly Doty or whatever Doty. She's local to me, but um, yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's the other kid. Yeah, they um. She just lost a ton of weight. The other girl that was on it with her, a real big girl. Is that show on. still on? I think last season might have been the last season for some reason. But it right. got pretty good reviews and stuff. It was pretty cool, like, the way they had it. I really didn't care too much about the tattooing part. But I always loved the challenges they did because they had to create some kind of, like, it was usually, like, large format art. And it was, like, a strange way they had them do it. It wasn't like just painted or something. I can't think of some of the other ones, but they'd have them do like, they'd give them like colored pencils and they had to put them like in a holder. So yeah, just like tip of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they had yeah, to make them into a guitar yeah, or something. Yeah. They started the whole craze. Such a bolts. But it, it's just, yeah. <laughs> you sick bastard. But uh, uh, it's just, uh, no, but it was just really cool. 
You know, it's just amazing, like, what, what people can make things out of, you know, like, artistic-wise, you know. That's not me, but that's uh, – some people can. So that's my thing. So painting. I've been painting this week. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, cool. yeah, I think is. that's going to – I think that could really, like, kick up some of the signs that you make with just a little bit of hand painting on it. Yeah. You the, know? Um, what's her name? Um, Lizzie there, the House of Timber mm-hmm. or Timber. Um, she, that's like what really – Yeah, Timber. That's what really sets her signs off. Like she'll do like a little kid's one and she'll do like painted flowers on the corner and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they really, you know, it's just such, you know, so well done. They're just beautiful. But um, yeah, so that's me. That's what I'm, that's what I'm uh, talking about. What are you doing, Chris? What oh, am I God. doing? Ugh. What am I doing? Um, well, let's see. <laughs> I've been working on a gate. <sighs> Um, I worked on my gate. Ball buster. I got well, gate number two. Let me tell yeah. you about gate number two. So, it's gate nice number two, stiff. gate number two is 14 feet long instead of 16 feet long. Yeah, and I pre pitched it back one and a half degrees from plum mm-hmm. before I loaded it with the material, and then I sat on the end of it and let it swing in before I put the wood on it. I was like, you know what. If it can't hold me at the very end, then it's no good, right? So before I put the wood on it, I sat on the end of it and I swung all the way in on it and I swung all the way back out and then I checked it again and it didn't bend. Obviously, it flexed. That's good. But it didn't like permanently bend. So then I loaded it up with the wood and it turned out good. It actually, uh, the one and a half degrees was enough to uh, be com- you know compensate for the wood and it wound up being still a little bit proud of level, but you... You know, obviously you can't really tell, you know, yeah, when you're within yeah, one degree of zero. Yeah. But what I did wind up doing, which worked out really well, was I – so I've got a, a like kind of a little light box on the side of the gate that goes around a lantern on a um, bluestone uh, little column thing. And that's framed out with mahogany too. So what I did was I let the boards on the fence run long and then I closed the fence up to that and I scribed off of that post and I cut it with the track saw. So even if the gate is out of level, the gate sits square and parallel to the edge of its like mating surface, if that makes sense. So like visually when you look at it, it it has like a perfect reveal between the gate and the post next to it. Mm-hmm. Um, which was much better than trying to like measure for it because if you're you know trying to measure for it and the thing sags in any way as you're adding material, so you're measuring out boards, you're you're adding weight, and then as you're adding weight, the dimension is changing, you know. So it worked out really well and it came out good. And then the next day, Macklin and uh, this kid Joe, who works with Macklin, who I've known for a little while. We built uh, deck platforms to go over that indoor pool, which was another really uh, busy day. But those came out really good as well. But I think I like may have given myself a hernia. I'm not sure yet. Uh oh. But I'm not in good shape. We were moving those things around, and I took like a weird step, and I pulled something in my like lower abdomen, and I don't know what it is. Oh, that hurts. I'm hoping it's just a pulled muscle and not like Angela told me, I don't like some, she, she described some type of hernia that happens like kind of like in your lower abdomen towards your groin. And she was showing me like pictures of what 
they have to do to like put your intestines back in your body when that happens. Yeah, it's pretty. And I'm not not looking forward to ever having to do that. So I'm really hoping that I just like pulled a muscle. Yeah. So, but that's what you get for uh, you know trying to work fast with heavy stuff. Those platforms weigh probably close to 300 pounds each. God. God. And we had you know I had to make ten of them and then move them around, paint them, stack them. You know, and then tomorrow we have to install them on top of the pool. So that's what I've been doing. It's been very, very busy. Yeah, I saw you with all those things. They came out good, and we got a really good system. You know, we could have made a hundred of them. You know, yeah. Um, And uh, you know, I was, I was pretty. It was one of those things where, like, I had a plan in my head for how to build them. Like, you know, I figured we would build one, and then we would, you know, like, like I showed on Instagram, we would like build one and then slide it down the table and then build another one off of it so that they would all perfectly like, you know, clip together when we were done. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where like I had it in my head. And then once, once Mac and I built the first two, I was like, Oh, this is going to work out great. We literally, we could have just kept going. So, um, you know, it was a good little job. And the idea with a job like that is like, if we didn't get it done in one day, the profit really starts to shrink, you know, cause I was pretty Mm -hmm. competitive with that price. But since we got it done in one day, I get to pay Macklin like basically what he makes in a week at his day job for one day, just working with me on our own terms, you know, um, which is the goal. You know, you want to yeah. be able to pay your friends like five yeah. times what they get paid normally. Yeah. So that way they answer the phone when you call. I mean, Macklin is uh, Macklin is is the best. I was actually talking to him yesterday about how. Um, he only, he never posts anything on Instagram and I always tag him, uh, whenever we work together and he gets a bunch of followers and he's like, he's like, I live a life in secrecy. He's like, you hide me from the world. I was like, I don't hide you from the world. I was like, I talk about you in the podcast every week. I'm like, just because you choose to do other things with your time, then, you know, be active on social media. I'm like, I'm, I'm pushing for you, bro. What is he saying? You're not giving him enough. No, I don't know. He, he was like, I was like, dude, I, I shout you out all the time. We talk about in the, in the podcast. Oh, you know what he was talking about? How, you know, we go to these events and he's like never gone to any of them. And I was like, uh, you know what, dude? Uh, actually, I won't, I won't say who he was talking about, but there's someone in the community that he's not a huge fan of. And he was like, great. I want to, he goes, I want to meet this person just so I can tell them that I unfollowed them last year. Oh, you got <laughs> like, to tell me who it is. It'll be in the after, in the after show. The I'll after tell you guys show. who it was. Yeah, we and should I do was a like, Patreon with an after show. I was thinking about that. Where we go Exclusive shit talking after show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was like, he was like, I, I want to meet this person just so that when everyone is like flocking around them, and I, and you introduce me to them, I can be like, oh yeah, I think I unfollowed you last year. I don't. What do you do again? <laughs> I was like, you're sick. So I was like, you know what? Next year, I think you're coming to Atlanta. I was like, build it into your schedule. I want you to come to Atlanta because I really want to see you do this. It's got to be what woodworking, right? It's not metalworking. Um, oh boy. I, you know, I gotta not, figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to expose any further uh any further information about this 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 person so um anyway but that's what i've been up to so it's just one person it's just one person uh <laughs> let's continue onward paul what have you been doing <laughs> um i've Railings. been doing a lot no Railings. actually no <laughs> a lot of cnc practice and just building things around the shop 
with there we go. CNC. Like I built that big plate rack. Um, I've just been trying to get things organized. Um, that thing is like the greatest tool ever. That that plasma table, mm-hmm. I love it so much. I keep mm-hmm. telling Derek, I, we got to get him yeah. one of these because he's you yeah. know obviously really good with the CNC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The signs he could make would be, yeah, unbelievable. Place where I don't burn my house down, Corey. You could, <laughs> dude. You ever seen Adam Savage's uh, avid CNC oh, he, that oh, he I, has? I think so. Yeah, it's half plasma. Oh half, yeah, you're right. Uh, router. You're right. Wow. You're right. So the back side of it is a router, and the front side of it is a plasma, or vice versa. And yeah. it's you know it's the same exact machine. Oh yeah. yeah. The only difference yeah. is that instead of turning on the spindle, it just fires a plasma torch. It's very yeah. simple. If you could yeah. probably add a plasma. Yeah, uh, there's people thing. I've seen that that use their CNC as a plasma table. They put a water bed on it, and yeah. like if they're gonna cut stuff, they just you know do it, and yeah. You could put a downdraft on your table if you didn't want to deal with the water and just or you you know, yeah. put a little two by four water like mm-hmm. tray up on top of the yeah the wood after thing. after my house burns after down. your house burns that's the problem yeah yeah just rebuild and put a garage I mean it's not that what listen if you get your pierce right the it's very few sparks <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I don't know yeah yeah I just I wouldn't be able to sleep at night uh, I mean you weld in your shop you MIG weld in there. No, not really. I used to, yeah. Oh, I, really? I, yeah, mostly outside now. But yeah, a little tacky. I do a little tacking, but it I just, had a pretty. Um, se- I had a pretty good fire in my shop like two weeks ago. Did you guys yeah, see that I, on Instagram? Yeah, 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 I know. I I noticed that. Oh wait, I think so. I was welding. Uh, I was welding um, some heavier plate, so my machine was all the way up, and it was throwing a lot of sparks. And uh, yep. one of them jumped into my my one of my steel drum garbage pails, and I thought I smelled something burning. I, you know that lid? smell of paper burning. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I have no lid on that can. And a couple minutes later, I look over and I can see the reflection of the flames oh, in the can, oh, and I'm God, like, dude. oh shit! And the whole inside of the can was on fire, like full blown fire. Oh, that's bad. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. dude. So I just you know I I didn't even. I, I, I really like I'm I'm so cheap. I didn't want to waste the fire extinguisher. So oh, I just dragged the can out the door and then just sprayed it with you know with I, I mean it wasn't mind. out of control, that's you know. The first thing that came to mind, oh shit, I can't waste a f- yeah. yeah. I was yeah. Yeah. I mean, you it, bought it, it, all those was, fire extinguishers too. Remember that day? You bought yeah. like like five fire extinguishers. Yeah. Shop at Home Depot. Yeah. Well, that was because I was having my fire inspection. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> but um, I, I think you need a fire inspection. Right. I um, I had a fire. This is a funny story. So you guys know my friend Charlie, my friend CB, the graphic oh, designer. I know CB. Yeah. That's oh, funny. yeah. Yeah. So we were so we so we were uh we went to that there's an antique store kind of by my house. I took you guys there last year. It was the one by yes. the marina. Yeah. And we're walking just around. Walk in, just walk in and help yourself. Right, that oh, one. Yeah. That was such a funny that day. That, that, that so would weird. never happen in Malden. Nobody yeah. at the register. You just walk in, help yourself. If you want to buy something, that you call the guy. Crazy. That was because they, they well, somebody had left and forgot that the door was unlocked. But anyway, so <sighs> CB was here and he was going through that place. And he, he really likes old like typography and shit. So he finds this little Boy Scout kit with a propane torch and like, you know, a couple torch tips and a little Bunsen burner kind of set up. And he just wants the packaging. He doesn't want it. He's like, oh, I wonder if this propane can still works. And I'm shaking it and I can hear oh, that there's God. propane in it. 
So I'm like, fuck it. Let's try to light it. <laughs> so good. I light it and the flame immediately creeps down and starts spitting right out of the nozzle of the pressurized propane can. So I throw the propane can <laughs> into the metal name. shop and I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. Now the whole can is on fire. Oh my God. Oh God. And I can't, I can't find a fire extinguisher in that moment. Ugh. Like there was one right next to me, but in that moment of panic, I like yeah. couldn't see it. So I grab the hose and I just start spraying water across the shop at the, and I and I like luckily get it, um, luckily get it extinguished. But I was like, oh my god, could you imagine if I like blew a hole in the side wall of my shop? Yeah, that's how you don't <laughs> use vintage propane tanks. Yeah. Oh. So uh, keep in mind, kids, if you buy an old propane tank at a vintage store, don't try and light it. And have fire extinguishers in your shop. And that's I my tip you. of the week. Christina drives me nuts when uh, we were doing the apartment over downstairs. I get I, I put a fire extinguisher on the wall. She's like, you're going to put that there? I go, yeah. So our house doesn't she goes, burn down. I, she goes, why wouldn't you? Like, She's like, it's stupid. They're not going to use it. I was like, yeah, hopefully they won't use it. But <laughs> if they go to use it, it's here. Yep. She's like, put it in the closet. I says, Christina, somebody comes here, starts a fire, they're not going to say maybe there's a fire extinguisher in the closet. Like you want it where the fire would start and a fire would probably start in the kitchen before yeah. it started in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, so that's where it goes. And it's like, I, it just drives me crazy. Cause as soon as I like put one somewhere, she, I know like the eyes are just on me and it's like, don't you want these things around? Like, dude, if I asked my mom where her fire extinguisher was, she'd have to dig through like 10 boxes of like decorating <laughs> shit before she could dude. find it. I have, I think, three down here. I have no. I have two down here, and I have one upstairs. I have ten in my, my shop. Porch. Yeah, your shop's at least. a little bit bigger, but yeah. at least. And then what I got a long time ago, actually, this is this is a good product. I should talk about this on my Instagram. There's a knife maker named uh, Gavco, um, Michael Gavick. He's a uh, he was like a knife modifier, and then he became a custom knife maker. But he had a shop, I think it was in his basement or his garage, and he turned me on to these things. They're called Fire Stop Pro. They look like a, a can of canned air. They're that mm-hmm. size. Oh, but they're, an, they're an ABC fire extinguisher, but they're very small, and you can buy them in a six-pack for like maybe mm-hmm. 60 bucks from Amazon. Yeah, And they're just for like a small fire. But if you're a knife maker and you've got like a small fire because you've got like a spark runs loose – you know, like you don't need to like blast down your whole space and it's cheap enough where you can have one on like every bench in your shop. So I bought yeah. a bunch and my dad like kept them all around his house, you know, and then he was like, yeah. oh, we should give a bunch to the tenants because we have two tenants in yeah. two different apartments. And it's like, well, if if you give the tenants fire extinguishers and hand them to them and say, here are some free fire extinguishers for your apartment, they're more likely to know where they are and probably use them. God forbid, you know, there wasn't, was a fire. And I remember like now I still have them in my shop and I keep them in like certain little areas where you might have a small fire, like right behind the grinder, you know, like Mm -hmm. when you're grinding something heavy and you get that kind of pile of steel wool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What I want to get is one of those hanging fire extinguishers for above my plasma table, um, where it's like a self-contained, fire extinguisher head have you guys ever seen those a lot of guys hang them over their cnc so it it looks like a balloon and it's got a a fire a a fire sprinkler head like you'd see in a commercial building Uh Mm uh-huh and it's a one-time use basically like emergency 
plan. Um, mm-hmm. And they designed them to go over your boiler in your house. God forbid your boiler ever catches on fire uh-huh. so that it can extinguish the fire. But you obviously don't have to pay for like, you know, a $30,000 sprinkler system. Uh-huh. And uh, I always thought it'd be really good to keep it over the router and over the plasma just in case, you know, you had a router bit dive and, you know, hit a uh-huh. steel screw or something like, uh, like Derek, we've talked about that, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Well, not, not even that. So uh, a friend of mine that he's on Instagram, he, uh, Mike, he had, um, he was seeing, seeing, I forget what kind of wood it was. It was real oily and um, it didn't even hit a screw or anything. I think a piece of wood, got jammed between the bit and something else and it just mm-hmm. started smoking and it was enough to catch an ember on fire and it never really lit on fire but he has a vacuum table so what happened was it started sucking all the smoke into the system oh. and it just like was putting gasoline on a fire and mm-hmm. he has a camera in his shop and he has video of it and it's scary to watch because it's like instantly you see the smoke and then his shop is filled with smoke and his wife comes running in now they don't know what's on fire because it's like you can't even see and then it's like the doors open the fire department comes in and you know I, jokingly he does a lot of stuff for like um you know the cops and everything and i said you know did you get any jobs out of it he's like actually i got a couple you know because they seen his work but um it's just um you know it's just crazy because it's like you know just you know you don't think of stuff like that you know and yeah and that's why i keep them around just because you know shit happens in a split second and it's like when you're in panic mode man it's like watch out like you, you got to be ready for that shit you know so yeah a couple of years ago i bought some uh I bought some class D fire extinguishers on from an auction. And I remember when I bought them, Matt was like, dude, what the hell, what are you buying fire extinguishers at an auction for? But class D fire extinguishers, are the only thing that'll put out a fire that's started by titanium or magnesium. They're uh, a dry powder. They're like $500 each. Mm-hmm. And um, since I use titanium, as soon as you get titanium inside the dust bin of your dust collector, it's there, right? So if it catches on fire, you know, like, it's going to burn. It's going to burn so hot it could not go out. So I saw them at an auction. I think I want to I want to say I paid like 50 bucks for the two of them. And I keep them around my shop and people look at them. And when I teach welding class, I show the students where all the fire extinguishers are. And I'm like, don't use the yellow ones because I don't need somebody starting like a small fire and then burning out a $500 freaking extinguisher. <laughs> I yeah. lose my mind. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of, I have um, one of the blue ones. It's like, what's it, like Ansel or whatever? Mm-hmm, I don't an know Ansel what one, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, but they don't have gauges on them. So I'm always yeah. like, you know, is this thing even good, you know? But, right, you'll know when you go to use it. Yeah. yeah a Class like, D fire extinguisher from Amazon is $665 for a 30-pound extinguisher. Wow. But if you have a titanium fire and it, you know, is burning inside your... $25,000 CNC machine. Like if you have like a Haas and you're milling yeah. titanium oh, yeah. And, it, and once you, cause the thing about titanium is you, if you try to put it out with water, it burns so hot, it just evaporates the water. It just can't mm. be put out. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. If you look up videos of titanium oh, fires on YouTube, crazy. they literally, the fire department just keeps people away from the building and they let it burn because they can't, they don't, it's not even worth, uh, uh it's not even worth trying to put it out it's just a waste of waste of resources do you ever see the video the guy does the um 
he does like the the spark causing the titanium fire and he like shows like just from different areas of his shop like it like how the spark sets it on fire i'll have to mm-hmm. find it and it's just crazy like how flammable it is and it's just you know it like you said you just can't put it out it's just yeah. scary it burns like white hot it like hurts yeah. your eyes when you watch it burn so mm. weird because when yeah. when i'm grinding titanium pieces if you grind it slow enough you get those long kind of strands out of it and you yeah. can kind of get that little pile of like wool you know yeah. uh same thing yeah. if you ever mill it because it mills pretty fine with um carbide end mills when you light it on fire it sparkles up like you know those little like uh those little snakes those little snake fire works that you yeah. get when you're a kid mm-hmm. yeah it's wild um and then it's you funny, wonder like you know these factories that. that only deal in titanium it's just like you got to think like from an OSHA standpoint, if you're like a real manufacturing facility, there's a lot of stuff out there that's commercially available that's made out of titanium, you know, mm. but there's so much more that goes into it. But like, it, I, I don't deal with titanium and I, I never really have, but like it, it won't burn like just a block of titanium will catch on fire. It has to be what, like yeah. dust or like rear yeah. thin. Yeah. yeah. The shavings. Shavings, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's the same. It's similar to like, you know, burning like a pile of, wood shavings versus a brick of wood like eventually eventually a block of titanium probably would burn Uh uh-huh you know like if you had a 20 pound block and the building was you know totally yeah yeah yeah. i mean a lot of guys forge titanium too and i wonder that's the thing um that's what i've seen because just that guy timothy dick is that how he's pronounced yeah i don't know i'm just listen i said i'm like oh shoot is that really easy family show um he made (laughs) he made tongs out of titanium so i'm thinking like well you must not be able to catch it on fire like a solid piece because right because he put it in a forge and he got a red yeah i mean who knows i forged a titanium scalpel and it didn't like melt oh i remember you did do that but holy shit does it hold heat and does it get hot fast oh my god really it holds it conducts heat so well i I have a piece of titanium i got from uh craig barefoot forge yeah Yeah. he had some yeah i have that i bought a, a a two inch by 18 inch piece or two and a half inch by 18 inch piece on ebay for like 60 bucks from a seller because i wanted to try to make myself you know those titanium uh carpenters hammers oh, i remember i wanted to try to forge a uh, a titanium hammer myself just because i was like i've always wanted one of those and i was like well what better way than to like uh-huh. make your own you know yeah i just ordered some titanium sheet actually yesterday because i'm gonna try to do some more folding knives and uh I happen to just be looking around on eBay. I buy mo- that kind of stuff. If you go to like a conventional metal seller to buy titanium, it is so unbelievably expensive. Yeah. That like you couldn't make money making anything out of it. Like the only cost effective way I've ever found to buy that type of metal is by buying drops from a seller on eBay. You know, mm, it's crazy. Like yesterday I bought, uh, it's eighth inch thick by, uh, six inches by 12 inches. Like, so half of a square foot. Yeah. And I paid $35 per piece for it. And I think trying to get it from like, uh, one of the knife making supply websites, that's like a $90 piece of titanium. Oh, wow. You know? And then you're going to, what, you're going to make three folding knives out of it or whatever. Or, you know, it's, it, uh, it becomes so expensive where it's like, I don't know. Would that guy make a, 
like $500 set of tongs at a titanium. Well, yeah. that's the thing is there's so many guys on eBay selling drops and scraps. Yeah. It's like you go, I'm, I'm, I see it right here. You can buy a, uh, a four foot long by half inch piece of titanium bar for 35 bucks. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You know, that's like cheaper than stainless. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Oh, here you go. $225 for one square foot of titanium. That's the same thickness as what I bought yesterday for $30 a piece. Wow. Is there different types of titanium, like different grades? There's got yeah, there's a ton of different grades. The one that most people use is uh, it's called 6AL4V. Mm-hmm. And I never really, I don't know. I, I watched a lot of, you know, I, I wanted to learn how to make folding knives and I didn't have any real way to deal with these, you know, uh, exotic kind of materials. So I made a couple of folding knives with, uh, stainless steel liner instead of a titanium liner, you know, for the spring. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. They work great. And like some people like to use a stainless. The first time I made one out of titanium and you go to bend it and it's only an eighth of an inch thick. Yeah. And you know, stainless, you just put a little bit of a lever on it and you bend it and it stays bent. You got to like the, the, the strength and the durability and the ability for it to bend back into place that titanium has is unbelievable. Like you have a conventional thought in your head on bending eighth inch material, right? Like bending a piece of eighth inch steel. You can bend it in a 90 with your your bare hands. Yeah. You do that in titanium and it just, just you can't do it. And it's so weird on your brain because you have something, you know, you, it's it's like if you grabbed out a piece of wood and it weighed the same as a piece of steel, you know, you're yeah. like, holy shit, something's not right here. Yeah. So. Titanium, it's almost like if you took a piece of high carbon steel and hardened it, like that's just how titanium is almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, but it's incredibly it's light. light. Yeah. That's so, the weird thing. So light. Um, when you guys are down here, you got to, I have two of the same size pieces of material. One's mild steel and one's titanium. They're both those two inch bars by 18. The titanium weighs like 20% of what the steel weighs. Really? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's very, it's very cool stuff. You know um, what I always wonder about, like, aluminum versus, like, steel? Like, everyone says, oh, you got to use aluminum because it's lighter, but it's definitely a lot weaker than steel if you were going to go bend it. Like, let's say you had a one-inch mm-hmm. by half-inch thick bar of steel and a one-inch by half-inch thick bar of aluminum. You could bend the aluminum a lot, you know, easier than you could bend the steel. Mm-hmm. But if you took – and you let's say you were making a column, right, and, and you had – equal weights of both steel and aluminum. So let's say the steel column was, um, I don't know, a quarter inch thick. And then the equivalent weight of aluminum to make it equal weight would be like an inch thick. Mm -hmm. Which one would be stronger? I think it depends on the load because I know like aluminum loves to shear. Yeah. Aluminum shears like, I mean, if you give aluminum a hard enough hit in a, in like a sheer force, it'll just, break you know yeah, versus yeah. steel i just feel like it's so much harder because there's been a couple times where before i was really working so much in my metal shop with a torch and all that where i would try to cold bend pieces of aluminum for stuff and yeah. every once in a while on the first bend it would fracture and just break well there's different types of aluminum too i remember matt was telling me well, like, yeah. like when we were using it using his press break mm-hmm. um some aluminum will bend some will just is too brittle it'll like just snap yeah but I wonder, but I don't know, like, cause I always hear, like, you always think about it as like, you know, the same size yep. volume of material, but what about, you know, forget the volume, equal weight, which one would mm-hmm. be stronger? Like, 
Like if you were going to theoretically build a building out of aluminum versus steel and you use the same as same exact weight in aluminum, even though the physical volume would be so much greater, mm-hmm. which one would actually be stronger? Like just mm. if it's in equal weight, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. That's interesting. You should uh, build, build like airplanes out of aluminum. Like, you know, yeah, it's gotta be aluminum because otherwise they would just make an airplane out of much thinner steel instead yeah. of, instead of thicker, you know, uh, aluminum. It's got to be aluminum. Yeah, you're right. You can probably you can probably get. If I had to guess, you could probably get to the same strength with less weight using aluminum, aluminum. Yeah, versus yeah. steel. Like if That's you needed like a certain like psi rating out of a steel bar, you probably could get there over a span using aluminum with less material, you know, or whatever, less weight. It would still be thicker than the steel. Yeah, no, I I think you're right. Yeah, you're right. Solving the world's problem. Yeah, this is how, yeah, see. Love it. You got to watch, have you ever seen the videos of them testing the Boeing wings where they pull the Boeing wings like all the way up over the top of the plane? Don't they bend like 90 degrees? Yeah, they test them. They test them so that they almost touch on the top. You know, like if you were to take your index finger and your thumb and pinch them together. That's like the worst. I remember like when now it doesn't bother me so much. I don't like it, but I was terrified of flying. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to sit like in the window right by the wing. That's a and good I was idea. Staring out the window and watching the wing. And it looked like a bird flapping its wings. And I'm like, oh my God, this thing's going to break off, you know? But now nah, I don't give a shit. Kids Ooh. are all grown. Life insurance is paid. Somebody will make out in the deal. <laughs> oh god! Right? Yeah. They'll get, over, they'll get over it. That's what I tell them. You'll get over it in a couple of months, and just like all the cash you'll have. Yeah, it'll be upsetting you know? for a minute, but yeah, you know. yeah, they'll be fine. You gotta go sometime. Yeah, exactly. You know, how, many your friends, how many of your friends' fathers got killed in plane crashes? Come on. Come I on. apologize if uh, parents get killed in plane crashes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just trying to make my kid feel better. It's highly, right? it's highly unlikely. Yeah, no, it is. You're much I don't care more anymore. likely to get killed in a car accident. Car accident, yeah. 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 I've had more car accidents than plane accidents. Oh, yeah. Well, me, yeah, I haven't been in any. Thank God, knock on wood. <laughs> but. But. What else? What else, Chris? What else you got going what on? Else got going going on? on? What else do yeah. I have going on? What else do I have going on? I mean, I don't know. Um, let's see. Let's think about this for a second. What else do I got going on? Oh, well, I mean, I guess by the time this comes out, I could talk about how there's a new episode of, uh, not a new episode, there's a new edition of Arc Magazine, which has just hit the shelves. Oh, um, oh, local oh supply. I saw that. Have you seen it in person, oh, Paul? Oh, dude, I got to go. Actually, I think I might have to go to home. I don't have one. When when oh, we were recording this, I still physically don't have a copy. Your welding supply place is like literally out of... Like they have it though. They they get it's like arc, a crack though. house. Like that that, <laughs> that Derek, you need to go. If we ever go if you ever go to Long Island with Chris, Derek, you have to have him we'll take go. it. We'll go. We'll go in two weeks. It's like it's for anyone that's played Grand Theft Auto Five, it's literally like out of the redneck because you know it's in Los Angeles and you have like LA. You have all the different parts of LA, and then if you go around like I think it's like the PCH, I guess. Like, yeah. But if you go all the way around to the other side of the island, it's like this redneck, like 
just beaten down like this little poor town and it's literally a building from the video game like derek so in the back of the welding supply you pull around the back of the building there's a nail on in the yeah they have a they have an old uh tractor trailer like back with no side literally on cinder blocks like falling into the earth yeah, with filled like, with oh, propane Jesus. tanks. Yeah, yeah, no, it's if the place, really? if someone, yeah, everyone's smoking. Like The fact that they are compliant with like, oh, fire code is baffling to me. And they have to be. I mean, they're a functioning business. It's not uh, like they're like, you know, they're a legitimate business. Clinton but, Gas and Welding. I love them. There's, yeah. there's a, like Shout the loading. Shout out to Clinton Gas and Welding. The loading dock <laughs> is like, you know, four or five feet high. And all the propane tanks are just balancing on the edge of the loading dock. Like, if if it's one so thing catches on fire, that whole town's gonna explode. <laughs> Between the you know the CO you Maybe know the, 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 the welding gas, which is extremely high pressure tanks, and then the propane, yeah. which are explosive, yeah. and then all the oxygen, which is gonna make it more of a explosion. It's just crazy. But maybe that's the plan, Paul. I guess maybe I don't that's know, the man. plan. You know, because uh, if if they just let it if they just let it all explode, then. Maybe that would be their way out. I don't know. We have to go there. We're going to have to go to Clinton Welding Supply. Anyway, shout out to Clinton Welding Supply and shout out to Arc Magazine yeah. because uh, if you find this, it's the they put it out, I think, twice a year. This is the winter 2020 issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were kind enough to do a little story about my shop. And they got uh, an interview with Matt in there as well. A little like uh, oh, really? a little sidebar with Matt about teaching welding in the shop and trying to get people, you know, to work with their hands and learn skills and yeah. So that's that's the exciting news in my life. That's nice. cool. Stupid picture nice. of me on the cover of a magazine. So why is your connection acting up? Mine. Yeah, I can't. I don't know what's up with Chris. I yeah. cutting in and out. Yeah. 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 How's that? Is it better? My yeah, bad. There you go. Yeah. 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 Back. Move the aluminum foil. Okay. I got to adjust my antenna. So, what have you guys been watching? What have we been watching? watching? Oh, shoot. Give me something good. Let me, let me think because, um, oh, man. Did you see Jackman's hands? I haven't watched the video yet, but I've oh, seen them. They're awesome. Yeah, I know. I, I wrote on this post, you're an idiot. <laughs> it's just, I'm like, he is just gone. But I don't want, I don't want to give Jackman, but, uh, Hold on, let me see because I've been watching a ton of um, painting once. You know who I'm gonna give this guy? I love this guy's videos. He doesn't put out many videos. He's got like fifty three thousand subscribers, but his name's Brian Benham. Ben B E N H A M. I've heard that name. Seen Dude, him before. He does like beautiful, beautiful stuff. He um, let me see. He has one video that when i started watching him it was just crazy it was um he took a rock and he used it as like the support on a on a bench like one end of it mm-hmm. and he carved it like yeah. perfectly it got like over a million views it was like a pretty popular video and um it's it's just um it was just so cool but he um he just does really nice stuff his videos are just very well done and you know everything about them is just really nice everything like i would aspire to do oh that's cool yeah and it's like that thing is fitted like perfectly you know around the um around it's that very rock. cool it's yeah just, we gotta we yeah, gotta share yeah. this this is a good one yeah yeah he does a lot of nice stuff and um just really nice stuff so nice. That, that's that's my pick paul what, what are we cooking today 
I'll give you my TikTok of the week. Here we go. Paul's, oh, Paul does a TikTok Lord. of the week. That's right. So the, the latest thing I've been watching is this. I don't think this, one on TikTok. That's the greatest app. It is oh, the greatest God. app. <laughs> I don't know about that. Dude, no, but it, it, do you see these Chinese? They're smart. They tailor the app literally. They're smart. <laughs> literally, it molds to everything you want to see. Like the more you use it, the better it like know, knows you. What the hell is that? So, but does it have like a main feed? Story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has it has where you, the accounts you follow, all their feed, and then it has the um, for you page, which is where I spend most of my time. And I came across this uh, account. It's 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 a beaver. The account's called Beef. It's a baby beaver that this lady's okay. rehabilitating. And the thing is so funny. It literally like I guess she's planning on releasing it because I guess if you keep beavers for a long enough time and they like mature, they get really aggressive and you can't keep hmm. them. But she rescued it, I guess. And she keeps What's it in her thing house. What's called? Beave? Beave. B-E-A-V. Easy what comes up. Right? <laughs> but... Be very careful. This Beave freaking, 2020? No. No, Beave, Beave... Okay, here's the at. It's Beaver Baby Furry Love. This is like ridiculous. I, I got it. I found it. Dude, 571,000 subs. That's it. But, dude, this thing will literally like take all the objects in this lady's house and like make fake dams in the house. Ah. Like it'll take the kitchen stools. It'll take like signs. It'll take any <laughs> rolls of toilet paper, like anything it could find. And it'll start making dams all around the house. And she like has to let it do it. So because that's its natural instinct. It's like so weird that they just know how to do that. Did you? Did you see the book I shared about Pepito the squirrel? The squirrel, yeah. That, that's my neighbor. That's the guy with the funky house. Yeah, really. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Federico. Yeah, he's he's a very interesting guy, and uh, he was a doctor, and uh, he's probably like my age. I think he might even be younger than me, but um, he's a doctor, and he retired. I, he never really told me why he retired. And he's a woodworker, and he makes stuff, and he makes like some amazing stuff. He did that whole house over. But um, yeah, he just does some. But he rehabbed that squirrel, Pepito. He saved him. I had a pet squirrel. My my uh, ex, oh, my God. two exes ago, she found a squirrel washed up out of a tree or something. Bottle fed it, kept it alive, and it was it was so loyal to her. But she lived in a basement apartment, and I think because it didn't get outside, it had a vitamin D deficiency and eventually died. Oh God, Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> his name was Theodore. I had- I had two pet crawfish. Oh my god! And dude, I went on a fishing trip, right? And we were catching. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna one up the story, but go ahead. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I I went on a fishing trip, and we were, I guess, using the. This is when I was little. We were using the crawfish as like bait or something. I don't even know. But there were crawfish in this river, and I kept two of them, and I brought them back home and put them in a little tank, and I had them in my room on my on my uh, bureau. And one morning I woke up and there were no crawfish in the tank. I'm like, oh my God, what the ah! hell are these things? Your cat? No, dude, they crawled out, jumped oh off the bureau, crawled down the hallway upstairs, down the stairs, fell all the way downstairs and crawled into the living room. And then the thing was in the corner of the living room. We couldn't find it for like hours and all of a sudden we found we saw this little thing curled up in the living room it was the crawfish it was like it, 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 it i'm sure like, your mother loved it that like 50 feet down oh dude screaming it was screaming for 
like <laughs> hours. Oh, so, so my story, we were fishing when we were little kids and I caught, I bring up my fishing line and I caught a crab. Oh right? yeah. So it's like this big crab. And so my father, like we'd catch flounder, we'd bring them home and my father would eat them. He'd skin them, eat them and cook them right yeah, out yeah, of yeah. Boston Harbor. Oh, that's is, good. There's, a lot, oh there's, my God. there's not that much mercury yeah, in those yeah. things. No, no wonder why my father. There's not a lot of young. heavy metals in those. Yeah. Yeah. But so, <laughs> so uh, now that I think of that, it's probably what killed him. Oh, so, uh, he, um, so he lets me bring this crab home and I think it's going to be like our pet. And he's like, you can't keep it as a pet, Derek. And I was like, no, Dad. So he's like, I'm going to just throw it in the trash. So I freak out. It's like 12 o'clock at night, and I'm crying. (laughs) So I make my father. He takes me, puts me in the car. We drive back to the ocean, right, and, like, down, you know, real close to my house. We throw it into the ocean, and I say my thing, and I leave, right? Fucking probably 20 years later maybe 30 years later i'm driving i realize and i remember the story it was a friggin' river down the street from my oh house oh my god my father yeah i didn't water. know yeah yeah i killed my own oh, oh my god and my father i realized yeah. that i had to be older than that because my father was dead at the time but i just remember i was like that asshole I was like, he had he threw my crab into a river, oh and I thought god. it was the ocean because it was the water. Oh my god! It's all the same. It all uh, goes to the same place. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a video on story. on the internet of some guy. He had mm-hmm. a turtle, and he and he was walking with it to go release it back yeah. into the water. He throws it in the water, and some lady, just as he's throwing it into the water, she's like, "Wait, wait, wait!" And he threw it, and she's like, "That's a tortoise. It can't swim." <laughs> and he just threw <laughs> the thing into the bottom of the water. Oh, God. But, dude, did I, Derek, did I tell you when I bought that lobster from the grocery store and kept it at my school in our fish tank for like six months? No. So when I had a, <laughs> when I remember when I, I had my yeah. water tank, yeah. the same guy who would help me, he would come like every like month or whatever to help me like take care of the tank. He, mm-hmm. we found him because he was doing work at my elementary school and he was taking care. We had a couple fish tanks there. And so we had one fish tank that was supposed to mimic the Long Island Sound, which is like bit nothing. Like a lot garbage. of garbage yeah, in it? Just gar- yeah, you right. You put a little gasoline and oil yeah, into it. Mur- just, murky, just murky water and pollution. But <laughs> anyway, that's what it was supposed to be. And <laughs> I'm like, there was like these little crappy fish in it and like a crab. I'm like, I got to spice up this tank. This is a terrible tank. So I sent my father to ShopRite and we bought a lobster and we put this lobster in this tank. This thing lived in in there. It was flourishing in there. I fed it clams every day. <laughs> Dude, I, that was my thing at school. I would take care of this lobster, and the freaking chiller for the aquarium broke, and the thing oh, died. Yeah, it had to be cold water, right? Yeah. I yeah. was I – was, I was, Oh, um, that sucked. That yeah, sucked. but it was doing good in there. It was crazy. I saved this thing from ShopRite. Yeah, for a while. Yeah. Did you eat it? Did you no, eat it? dude. It was, it came, oh. it was like rotting. <laughs> Oh, I think it was over the okay. summer. Nobody was there. Yeah, yeah. That's usually how that goes down. A friend yeah. of mine, she's a science teacher, and she has a nice tank. And same thing. Every summer, you know, either a kid on summer school, a derelict, you know, throws food in there too much and kills everything. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, so I always feel bad for it because there's so much money she wastes, you know. I was just yeah. watching fish tank videos last night. I'm like, God, I, I used to, I really want one of these, but I can't do uh, it. Uh, like, yeah, it's just so much work. I tell you, make I, a ton of money and 
Yeah. It's just not. You have somebody to take care of it or something. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I would love to, but someday I'm going to. You, you literally need someone to come in once a week. My friend Maintain Brian. It. My you friend see the video Brian. of uh, one of the rappers has a huge fish tank at his house and somebody mm-hmm. went viral on TikTok or on YouTube where when he has it cleaned, a guy has to come in a wetsuit and swim oh, in yeah, it. Dude. It's so oh, yeah, dude. I believe it. There's a lot dude, of people that dude, do my, that. Mine was only 125 gallons. And it was like I would be soaked in there, but that's uh that kid Brian that came to the uh the Machinist Museum. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how I met him. He still has a tank. Oh no way. Yeah, yeah. He bought my old tank. He still has it. I, I would love to do it again. I just yeah. it's it's a, it's, a it's, it's it's funny. I was gonna hobby. say yeah, that's just gonna say it's like you want to see people with like big egos too. Oh, yeah. Like it's like talk about a lot of flexing going on there with you know. The biggest tank, the best equipment, the the best fish, the most expensive piece of coral. It's just everything, just ego after ego. You know? It's an amazing thing. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I would, I'll do it one day. One of the most beautiful fish I had was a Maurice Idol. Yeah, you. And you're not supposed that. to have those in captivity. And I got it because I was trying to like save it from a friend, and I ended up giving it to a friend because it was eating my clams, and um. It just, uh, my buddy still had it. He had it for years. I actually just ran into the kid about two weeks ago. I hadn't seen him in probably three years, and he said it just died about a year ago. But, um, yeah, they're just uh, such nice fish. Dude, how about uh, the Mandarin? I just remembered. The- oh, God, oh, yeah. yeah. I had Dude, those. Yeah, I You love had one of these things? Because oh, I, yeah. a lot of the times, I, I remember yeah. they, they wouldn't eat. They'd yeah. only eat yeah. live food. Mandarin? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. They're crazy. Like huh? Psychedelic fish. They Some call, people yeah. would train them to eat. It was like a really rare yeah. thing when you could train one yeah. to eat in your tank. Yeah. 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 I had one. I kept it in my sump in the bottom and he stayed in there. And then oh, you, oh I see. Because you yeah. put all the, sh- yeah. the shit in the sump. Yeah. I oh. had the most beautiful sump. Oh, my God. I used to look at my Dude. sump more than my tank. I had so much shit in that thing growing. Have you oh ever seen what people will do? And this is something actually I would do. This is when everybody starts shutting it off. Like, what the, the hell are they talking yeah. about? Yeah. I would do a refugee. No, they, they listen to hear about the uh, – the, we give away $10,000 at the end of every episode, yeah, so they listen yeah, to yeah, the yeah. very end. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. I had a beautiful refugee. I would do a whole thing. separate like, – tank in a different part of the house with like the mangroves yeah. and all the other yeah like that would be awesome to have a big yeah my 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 first tank i had a huge refugium in that's it, cool and it was unbelievable you'd shut the lights off like keep the it dark yeah, and yeah. with a flashlight holy shit oh, it was like it, was crazy. it looked like cockroaches it was un it was unbelievable Life yeah. Gro- oh yeah the shit that lived in that thing it's unbelievable you know what's crazy is when i when i was like at the end of uh, my hobby career so people used to dip the coral yeah to, you know kill any parasites you need you need a whole quarantine tank if you yeah one of these big do you know what, do you know what they dip in the coral in they were uh bear um um the stuff that kills like all insects and everything oh like, yeah like, yeah yeah it's like a hmm. pesticide yeah they take the fresh coral chris right from the store spend hundreds of dollars and they put it in pesticide huh. and then they clean it kill and it like... kills like all the little bugs on it little red and then bugs. what is the coral just preserved or is it dead at it, that point it, my no, boss no, has, has a coral, big the water coral... tank system with a bunch of different tanks with these little yeah. things you know he was actually saying the other day that uh they did a bunch of road work on his block yeah. And the the jackhammering cracked one of his tanks. Oh but no! Luckily, he had yeah. like an emergency float switch in it, and he was able to catch it before. Uh, yeah. 
before he lost everything because he's got thousands of dollars worth of fish in his tank. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Well, that's what happened to me. They changed the light pole outside my house and uh, they cut my power to my house. I'm like, dude, oh, you gotta put that God. back on. Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, are you home? I go, no. I said, I just got an alert that my tank's dead. And, yeah. Uh, and my wife was home and, uh, you know, they, they're like, oh, we can't do it because we got to get in the house. I'm like, guy, I got like thousands of dollars worth of fish. Like, you need to put this thing back on. And yeah. luckily they did, you know. Cause that's why it was like, you know, I had a generator for years just for backup mm -hmm. and it's just, it's mm -hmm. crazy. So, it's so much money. It is. There's it is. a, I got a, I got a client. He's not, not even really so much a client. He's just like kind of a friend from around town and he does some stuff in my shop from time to time. And, uh, back in August, I had lost power at my shop for like a week. We got hit with that big storm. He mm -hmm. was by my shop the other day and he's like, Hey, I might need a piece of stainless. I'm like, Oh, what, what do you, you know, what do you need stainless for? He's like, Oh, I got to get a new uh, wall oven. I'm like, Oh, nice. And I know he's doing some remodeling. So when he lost power at his house in the same town, when they, when they turned the power back on everything, every piece of electronics that was plugged in when they turned it mm -hmm. on blew out in his house. He was sitting in his study where he has a treadmill and he was on his laptop, which wasn't plugged in. And he said he was on his treadmill and no, flying he off. He said his he said his treadmill, this guy actually manufactures and designs less than lethal weapons. That's actually his job. Oh, he cool. makes like flashbangs and uh, rubber bullets and pepper bullets. He said that when his treadmill blew up, he said it was similar to a flashbang going off oh in the room. Oh my god. And he went up all of his Lutron dimmers and his whole house burned out. All oh, of his electric appliances, nice. his washer dryer, his washer, his dryer, his electric stoves, his dishwasher, his refrigerator, everything. And this yeah. is like a high end, like North Shore house. That's insane. He probably lost thirty five, if not forty thousand dollars worth of equipment without installation, easy. And now he's like going back and forth with the insurance company. Oh, he's just. Did you imagine car, though? No lights. <laughs> yep. No appliances. But dude, I mean, Derek, you probably know. You know how expensive. Yeah. Every Lutron oh, yeah. dimmer is 40 bucks. Dude, I, I burnt one of those out when I first got my first house and uh, started my wiring career, career. I didn't know how to wire stuff. And mm -hmm. I, Christina was walking by and I says, hey, honey, do you reach in and put that switch on? She puts it on. A spark blows out of this thing, right? Burns it out. It was like $37. I take it out. I go to Home Depot. I'm like, yeah, I need to return this. It doesn't work. <laughs> He's like, well, did you wire it backwards? I go, I'm an electrician. What the hell do you <laughs> think I'd wire it backwards for? She goes, oh, no, sometimes people wire these the wrong way and expect to return them. I'm like, I wouldn't do something like that. Uh, did, I, did I just say that on the podcast? No, no. no. I had a friend who did that. a friend that. who did that. Yeah, my friend did that. Well, oh my God, my so watch bad. for the week is uh, not cooking related or fish tank related. Um, it's this video from a channel called machine thinking and it's oh, called yeah, Screws, the early years, really exciting title. Let me tell yeah. you, um, no, it's a 20 minute long video. It talks about hardware, um, you know, screws like being made, channel. gears being made, stuff like that through the ages. Very interesting. You know, you got to, uh, got to educate. Angela was making fun of me me the other day because I'm like always watching some sort of like documentary or something on my phone. And the other day, yeah. she's like, oh, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, I'm learning about uh, gorillas in the Congo and how they're preserved by park rangers. She's like, what? Why? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It's just interesting to me. So yeah, yeah screws the early years by machine yeah. thinking. Fantastic I, channel. 
I remember uh, Christina one time I was watching this old Tony and he explains like a square cube. Yeah. Like like all about it. And she's like, I can't believe you're watching something like that. I'm like, yeah, it's interesting. You know, yeah. you'll learn somehow, you know. So. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, that's what you got to do. That's why when someone asks you to make something that you've never made before, you've got some sort of background, even if you've, you know, never tried to do it. You've got something, you've got some sort of like base yeah. to go off of. Well, that's so funny you said that because I get so many messages, people like, oh, I didn't know you were a sign painter. I'm like, I'm not a sign painter. I am I've now. I painted a sign, but I will paint a sign and it will, won't will be a perfect sign, but it will be a painted sign because like now I'm interested in it. So I'm going to learn how to do it, you know? There you go. That's all it is, you know? So. I was interested in making a gate. Now I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Oh my god! Oh, it's I, I'm. It's very close to being done. The next thing, though, I do have to buy the gate openers. That's the next That's investment I have to make. Oh god! But hopefully, hopefully, the ones I found uh, can can do some serious some serious moving. So. Hopefully that's so uh, some serious hopefully that's enough. They're very easy to car. swing, so yeah. When it when it swings closed and just like blows up, <laughs> but I, I'm actually I'm actually interested in in doing the the gate opener uh, installation and learning about them because I did a job where I used a linear actuator. If you guys remember that cabinet I built that had a TD uh-huh. lift in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like immediately like gets my gears turning where I'm like, all right, if I ever need to like have some sort of motion in a project, I could just buy a, a gate opener, you know, like because to build those kind of systems from scratch, like oh, to yeah. make a linear actuator and program it without just going out and buying one is like insane. You know, you can buy one for 130 bucks on Amazon. So mm-hmm. like when I buy these gate openers. I had the same thought when I did, I did a commercial garage door, uh, opener installation. And if you've ever done one of those, they run off of a bicycle chain. It's like a cog on a worm gear Yeah, and it's got a start and a stop. So if you think about it, why couldn't you take that garage door opener, which has a start and a stop that you can easily set the limit and has a fixed speed with incredibly high torque and just modify that into something else, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, but you wouldn't want to go out and buy a garage door opener and then take it apart. You'd want to work with one that someone else paid for and figure out how it kind of works. So with these gate openers, obviously I'm not paying for them. The client's paying for them, but I'm going to learn how they work. I'm going to find out how much torque they have. And then they're going to be kind of in the library of like, all right, somebody wants a, a piece of art that can like move across the room. You know, maybe I'm buying a garage door opener and I mean a, a gate opener, you know? So yeah, It'll be fun. It'll be fun to learn about. That's about it. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's a good. Any last words? Mm -mm. I'm good. No. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we've been we've been doing this now, episode twenty one, right? So we've been doing Mm -hmm. this for thirty weeks. Yeah, we've been doing this for pretty much six months because we've missed a couple weeks, right? We started this in June. So we're almost Did at we our, really? our six-month yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, June, July, August, September, October, November. We're in our sixth month right now. That's pretty good. So oh, I mean, if we've made I know it this what I far, say. 
Oh. Happy Thanksgiving to anybody who's listening. Yes, yes. happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving will have come and gone by the time. Oh, how are you doing your turkey? How are you doing your turkey? Give me your brine. Give me your. I know you're wet brine or dry brine. Wet. So what do you put in it? Just what water, salt, sugar. I'm using. I'm using. Um. I'm using mill mill scale remover on mine. Chris is like, I'm getting Tyson. My mom's making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stovetop. Um. No, I I buy it from Williams Sonoma. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. That's how much are you paying for your turkey? Love that stuff. Love that per pound, dude. Now, how much? How big of a turkey did you get? I we we didn't get one yet. I think actually, I think they went and got it today. My parents. (laughs) I'm so bad. I I get the same size. I got a. I got. I got a 33 pound turkey one. What? Oh my god, dude! What is that? A dinosaur? You got an ostrich? No, it was fresh. It was fresh. It was fresh too. It cost me a fortune, oh right? God. How much a pound though? Because I got a I got a turkey. Dude, this was expensive. Like I, what? Back Six dollars, seven dollars? No, no. Back then I paid it was like a hundred and fifty dollars I paid for this thing. It was literally you went there, you said, I want dude, that. One. I got a pterodactyl for Dude, they put a they put a band on it, they kill it the next day, you pick it up the next oh, day. Oh, you went to a but farm. anyways, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Do you got to remove the head? Well, the reason I'm asking is because my building in New Jersey, we are partnered with this like really high-end organic farm uh, market in Hopewell, New Jersey, and they harvest a couple thousand turkeys every year. So they put two aside, one for me and one for my partner, Mm-hmm. And they're six fifty a pound, six dollars yeah, fifty yeah, cents yeah. a pound. And I have no context for how much a turkey should cost. So, but I'm listening to the radio the other day. If you have frozen ones, they're cheap. They're like sixty they're cents a pound. That's they're frozen, like advertising though. like butterball turkeys. Yeah, they're sixty cents a pound. And I'm like six fifty a pound is. I, and I, we're not even buying one. I think I actually. I think I've been forced into buying one um, because I think I, think I paid like two fifty, two fifty a pound. But um, it's funny. So I usually host at my house. I usually have like 20 people. I do all the cooking. And um, we're not this year. So I order it from the same place I order at Dom's. And uh, I got a 26-pound turkey. Holy shit. And that's $2 a pound? Uh, maybe more. I don't know. I don't know. I don't give a shit. It's just well, what I was saying to uh, what I was saying Dude, to my partner. It's, we were it's just, about it it's just a five. It's just five of us eating. Oh, oh my, my god! god. Turkey. Turkey. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You eat it, turkey sandwiches. Because I was watching a whole video, you know, Bon Appetit, that YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. with yeah. Brad, Brad, the one, yeah, yeah, the guy, yeah. The, the guy that doesn't do the signatures. That oh, guy. Brad. Yeah. What do you mean doesn't do the signature? Yeah, he, he doesn't give out his signature. It's bad luck. Really? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I liked him until then. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> okay. But he he does he did like a whole video with one of the other guys and they went through every single way to cook a turkey. They started with um like what type of turkey they were gonna get. They got like a cheap butterball one, then they got a nice like free range one, and then they got the heritage breed where it's like, you know, a wild turkey. And they didn't yeah. like that one. It was like a little too yeah. gamey, had feathers sticking out of it and shit. So they got yeah. the, they the middle of the road one. Then they actually said a, a dry brine. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not into the turkey yeah. cooking. I got to learn about it. Yeah. Why don't you don't use know. like quenching brine, you know, like for quenching your swords? Yeah. That's you ever a seen that? Yeah, from McMaster Car. Use Parks 50 for your turkey. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. 
Now I use I use Williams Sonoma. I get a five gallon bucket. Okay, and and it will literally just fit in there. Oh yeah, Isn't yeah. Williams Sonoma yeah. A, a store? It's a cooking. It's a yeah, it's a, cooking store. Yeah, yeah. They That's where I got my stuff. my. Um, yeah, what do you mean you cook. use them? Like you use they have, this, a, they yeah, have a, a brine. They, they have like the, they have a brine. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it's like it's like thirty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Don't buy brine bags. Just get a bucket. Put it in a bucket. Uh-huh. But it's funny. I would never brine, buy a brine bag. Yeah, because they're never big enough. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just like, yeah, you could be, you don't know you what the be speaking another about. language, um, dude. I was still, so, what yeah. I was saying to my partner today was I was like, dude, if, if I went and bought a turkey and someone said it was $300, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, because that's, I guess that's just what turkeys cost. You'd probably. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, okay, I guess that's how much a turkey is. Because it was so funny. We were talking. I'm thinking about the time I watched my parents like the time I have witnessed them preparing turkeys to think yeah. that you would spend a whole day cooking something that was like twenty two dollars seems yeah, like outrageous. Crazy. To me. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, like he's like, crazy. oh yeah, normally you get a ten or a twelve pound turkey, and it's like X amount of dollars a pound. You got to spend a little more money on the turkey, twenty bucks. Well, no, for I'm it. just. It's not about spending. Not money you, not, not you. I'm saying money. like, yeah, I'm just like, thinking about like when I think about the time spent in the that's prep, what sucks. I assume that it's like an expensive. Yeah, thing. right. Like you if think my mom it'd be like said, a five hundred dollar hey, freaking. Yeah, bird like if, if my mom said like, hey, hours like, go out it. and pick up the turkey, and some dude at the supermarket said, oh yeah, it's two hundred fifty bucks, I'd be like, okay, yeah, dude, that's what it <laughs> isn't it crazy though that a whole bird that has to live, it's born, it hatches from an egg, it's fed for months, <laughs> a year, a, or a year, it's in a pen, you know, it's taken care of, it's sh- killed, it's shipped to a grocery store, it's packaged, the things like twenty bucks. Like, Welcome to how America. is that? See, that's like screwed up to me. Like, there's no Welcome way that should be the case. Well, really, like, that's interesting like, you know thing. what? I want to pack up and move to like a little village in like Switzerland where everything mm-hmm. is like everyone farms like everything naturally. Like, that's mm-hmm. like, I have a real problem with that. Like, to me, the food in this country is like, it's, it's just gross. Well, that's what I was just saying to somebody the other day. I go to Home Depot, right? And they got hand sanitizer. Yeah. And I'm looking. They got a shelf. They got like 15 different brands yeah. of mm-hmm. hand sanitizer. It's like – and that's just in Home Depot. It's like do we need that much like variation of every goddamn thing? Yeah. Like, like it's just crazy. Like too many choices. That's there, the thing. Know? I mean it's nice, but you know what? It's a little excessive sometimes. I can't wait too, to move you know? up to the mountains. I know. All I want. Yeah. But what uh, I was going to say was I listened up. to this really interesting thing about um, just going back to turkeys. Mm-hmm. But I was listening when I was in Arizona on the radio. They were saying that people want smaller turkeys this year because they're cooking for just their you know nuclear family. Mm-hmm. And the turkey farmers are like screwed because they pick – they pick the day that the turkeys hatch a year oh. before, and then they pick the day that they're planning the harvest based on the size. So gotcha. the turkey, this guy from Purdue was like on the radio. He's like, I know how much the turkeys are going to weigh, but we picked last year. He's like, so I can't just decide that this yeah. year I'm only making 12 pound turkeys. Oh, He's like, crazy. people are just going to have to buy what yeah. we got. You know, he's like, so, so Purdue and Butterball, they have huge ad campaigns teaching people how to cook turkeys obviously to drive sales and they were saying that this year they're focusing on recipes that are easy to take the leftovers and turn into more meals Uh, and it's just so interesting to think of the economics that comes with like something like harvesting animals and how like something like covid and the fact that we're all kind of like doing smaller venue parties are trickling down into like the size of the turkeys 
you know yeah you wouldn't think of it very interesting stuff so that uh next week on the hand-baked podcast we'll be talking more about our favorite chart charcuterie uh, (laughs) i was so glad the first time i heard somebody say that word charcuterie we're going to be talking about our favorite charcuterie recipes and paul's going to be going through a fantastic paella recipe that he learned when that's jeff i can't do that did you learn it from jeff no, no I don't know how to. I don't know how to make paella. Yeah, you yes. paella it's, that day. You did right. Dude, Jeff's paella was so good, and I've got paella at other restaurants since then because I'm trying. I'm dying for it again, and it sucked. Jeff's dude, was so good. No, I don't that really. Was the whole eat thing. Was, I didn't uh, eat Jeff's paella. Yeah, Chris was scared of it because it had like a shrimp in it. I don't know, dude. Make, it looked like the maker thing. thing. You know, shout the out to Jeff Singer. I know he's gonna listen to this all the way to the end and text me and be like, "You son yeah. of a bitch." Yeah, yeah. He, I look at Chris. He's got a plate with like a little bit of the rice in it. I'm like, Jesus yeah, right. Christ! Like, I thought I was picky. But like, the right. um, the make thing in New York, that's like the big deal. The guy what? makes the big pants of paella. Make a uh, fair. Make oh, a fair. Oh yeah. Oh my God, that was so good to die for. Yeah. Well, in 2027, yeah. when things can open again, we can yeah, all right? get together. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All, all right. That's wrap it up. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.